Hello and good day. This is the second episode of Brian Huber, the Storyteller. Today we're going to talk about angels. They're ethereal beings whose energy is light, ministering spirits as described by the Apostle Paul. They come in human form only to observe, not participate in our own free will. Free will, the choice we have as humans. The question is, are they real? I'll let you decide between this nonfiction and fiction tale. The title of my story is called The Drunken Angel. And as I read this tale, I'll play both parts of narrator and drunken angel. The angel will have an Irish accent. Why? Because the Irish love to celebrate life. Any comments about this story, feel free to email me at mybriman at gmail.com. This story is copyrighted and is for entertainment purposes only. Here we go. A cold, wet Saturday morning. It's the typical trek to the bank, you know, to pay the bills. Driving about a mile from home, I notice the fuel gauge is near low. Kroger's gas is right on the corner of Pleasant and Nillis. Odd that I never stop at this station at all. Was this some forthcoming guidance from above? Pump 3 is open, so I park there. Getting out of my vehicle, I'm reminded of the bitter cold outside as the wind blows hard. Making my way to the cashier, there's a guy standing near the entrance. He has no coat on. That's crazy. My thought was too late of giving him that extra jacket in the van. Walking back, I'm approached by the man with no coat. The closer he gets, the strong smell of alcohol about knocks me out. It reeks to high heaven. There's also a large shiner on his left eye. In such direct manner, there's desperation in his voice. Sir, can you please help me? I need a ride to my house. I have no money, no way home. Please, sir, I would appreciate this so much. I look at him as if saying, what am I getting into? My humor took over at this point, so I asked him, do you have a gun? No, sir, I don't have a gun. Please, can you help me? You wanted to lend me your coat, did it you? How'd he know this? Reading my thoughts. This was just an apparition of my imagination, so to speak. I asked him, where do you need to go? His answer would determine our fate together. I wasn't about to go to the ends of the earth with some unknown stranger. With trepidation in his voice, he answered as if rejection lay ahead. Sir, do you know where Butler, Warren, and Tylersville Road cross? That's where my cousins live. I do. It's about 20 minutes from here. Not far at all. Look, let me clear the seat for you. I opened the door for him and he sat down. I could tell he was nervous. And so my journey began with him. Thank you, sir. You didn't have to do this for me, helping someone in need. No problem, I said. As I started driving, I could sense he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Thus began his tale in such poignant manner. I'll be honest with you, sir. I spent all night in a jail cell. My only offense was talking to a beautiful woman at the bar. 
I'm at the wrong place, the wrong time. Things happen for a reason, they say. Acting more like an angel, he was mannered, polite, clean-cut, and well-groomed. My guess is a suit and ties business type. Drunkenness or sobriety stirred him to continue his tale. Do you know what happened, he said. I went to Michael's to shoot some pool with my cousins. Just standing at the bar, minding my business. A goddess walks over and starts talking to me. Maybe for five minutes, you know. Without warning, this guy wrestles me to the ground. He punches me in the face. A helpless situation, sir. I thought I would die. When the bartender called the cops, the fight broke up. I haven't slept a wink all night. They booked me at 1.11 a.m. I was just released right when you arrived into Kroger's. Questions flooded my mind. Why would someone hit this guy? Small in stature, not a stout man. Wanting to know more, I asked him what his name was in place of employment. With a little resistance in his voice, he answered, Oh, my name isn't important, sir. What's important is what you're doing for me right now. I work for an investment firm. I went to Boston College as a math major and have a degree in economics. Tell me, sir, what do you do for a living? Uh, carpenter by trade. In my spare time, I like to write. It's a favorite hobby of mine. He spoke with conscious interest in my hobby. You like to write? Hmm, that's interesting. And may I ask, sir, what do you write about? I write about strange occurrences in my life. Beyond my comprehension, crazy things always happen to me. It comes out of nowhere. His breath still reeked with Jack Daniels and Coke. Then a question from the stranger. Spiritual at most. Not your typical question from a drunk man. Sir, do you believe in angels? Do you know anything about them? Uh, a little taken by his statement. For I'm not a religious man, mind you. There was memory of a pastime recollection that came to me. I told him my story. When I was six years old, I remember this little girl walking down the street. She told me about angels, how they can come to us in human form. How would I ever know if I ever met one? I'm not perfect. It's all impossible for me. With a wry smile on his face, he answered, Oh, sir, you'll know when it happens. You just have to believe. It's called faith. That's all it takes. He reiterated once again, Thank you so much for your kindness, sir. I know you didn't have to do this for me. It's okay. I understand. I know what it's like to go through hard times. I've been there, my friend. Look, you can use my phone to call your family. You're more than welcome, my friend. Did I just call him my friend? Maybe it was a comfortable feeling taking over me. Again, hesitation in his voice as he answered. Oh, no, I have no one to call right now. Everything will work out as planned, sir. Just have faith. You'll see it. A man in desperate need, refusing my offer for some odd reason. Something didn't add up. I asked him again, are you sure? You're more than welcome. Look, we're approaching Tyler's Row Road. You wanted to go to 111 Butler Warren, didn't you? Stuttering, 
He answered with uncertainty, like there was a change in his plan. Look, sir, you don't have to take me there. Do you know where Kingsgate Drive is? Turn right at Arby's. You can let me off there. It's about 330 yards down the road. I turn right towards this new destination. I ask myself, why is he stopping three miles from his original landing point? This also didn't add up. A guy that has a job with an investment firm? No money, no phone? My journey was about to end with him. He pointed to his choice of destination. Okay, sir. Turn right here at the first street. You can let me off at the corner. I turned right at the corner, stopping for what would be our final exchange. He stepped out of the van with that wry smile on his face again. These were the last words he spoke to me. Thank you, Brian. Good luck on your book. How did you know my name? I never told you in our time together. And why wouldn't you tell me your name, sir? Let me ask you this question, Brian. How did I know you wanted to give me your jacket? I don't know. Good luck to you, sir. My last words to him as he departed. I turned around at the third driveway down the street. Time suspended itself in that moment. Maybe 15 seconds at the most. Driving back to the spot of departure, I'm stunned. The stranger has vanished, gone out of sight. What just happened to me? A man with no money, no car, then refusing my phone to call for help. Then in a vision, like an epiphany, a scene of that past childhood memory came to me. I remember the little girl telling me, angels don't reveal their names. He never told me his name. Did I just meet? The drunken angel. The end. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have received angels unaware. Thank you, and I welcome your comments. God bless.